Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by. You don't need to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football writing. Mike, good afternoon and welcome to the United We Stand podcast on its way to Wolverhampton Wanderers to watch Manchester United in their opening away game of the season, 2019-2020. And on the monkey bus today, which is where we're doing the first bit of the podcast from, is um, our newest member, our newest travelling member, who's making his debut on an away game. And how old are you? Ten. You're ten years of age. And you've only just turned ten in July, haven't you? And how many new kits have you bought this season already? Two. So you've got the second one on. You've got the new black kit, looking very smart. Yeah? So this is Seb, and he's ten, and it's your first away again. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah. Okay, what are you looking forward to about it? You're not really sure, no. You just Your dad's dragged you along, rather than leave you at home during the school holidays because there's no other care. Right, but you sat next to your brother, Luca... It's not the first time you've been to Wolves either, is it? Uh, no, it's the second. And have you seen us win there yet? No. No, because we lost twice last season, didn't we? But a veteran of two years away games now. So what do you expect for the season? Um, I'm not expecting very much. I don't think we'll do that well, but I've got a lot of hope. You've got a lot of hope, OK. And Seb, if you're going to give you me a, a score prediction for tonight... Um, maybe 2-1 or 3-1 to United, I think. That sounds a really good idea. 2-1 or 3-1 to United. Moving down the coach a little bit, I come to the other end of the scale, and here we have uh, regulars on the UWS podcast. We've got... You've not done it today, though, have you, Maureen? So, Maureen and Jill. So, what are your expectations for tonight? Well, we've got to win so that we'll be above City. <laughs> but we will win, so no worries. <laughs> so if we, stay, if we go above City tonight and the world was to end, well, I, I, guess, I guess we would, we would yeah, win the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might be dying a thousand deaths this season, but, no, but that's good. No, no, positivity. Yes. Well, positive thinking. Really, think seriously, yeah. I think we'll be yeah. fine. What, what makes you think we'll be fine? Because, because we, well, we've strengthened and we just had a bad end to the season. I, I just don't think we'll be better this season. Definitely, in every case, better. Um, I mean, we, we've only just started, but I think we've all got a lot more confidence. I'm pleased to see that he's playing the kids. Yeah, he's playing the youngsters. And yeah. they're not, which we've no always fear. done. Children have yeah. the kids have no fear. And they've something to prove as well, haven't they? So they want, they want their place in the team, so they'll play better. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think the th- difference this season is that we haven't got much... We, we don't really believe that we can win things. And yet, we're happier this season than we have been for a while. Because it feels more like our team again, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely. The atmosphere at the Chelsea game was the best at Old Trafford for a long time. 
so and that's and, that, and that's and that's a really good yeah it's a good pause but, but that's thanks with the lads that have set up um, and persisted against all the odds to actually and Manchester United have been very good haven't they with us to make sure that they've given us a section and move people so I think I think there's some very positive signs about fans working together with the club to try and create a better atmosphere. And if we can get it right with the team in terms of wanting... We want the team to do well, but we want it to be our team again. And I think there was a feeling, wasn't it, last year, that that was no longer our team. Yeah? That's right. It wasn't. Hopefully, just hopefully, we all gel this time. And even bringing in the kids are great. And if it, you know, if it takes time with them, fine, fine. We're we're happy to wait because we all feel that it's a new start. Yeah, definitely. So, prediction for today? Oh, two nil. Right, two nil, Jill. As long as we score more goals than they, I don't care. <laughs> right, well, that, that sounds a start. Good. Yes. yes. So you enjoyed being in the. Um... So move down the coach now. Did you enjoy being in the singing section the other day? Oh yeah, it's great. Being being stuck with your mates and I'm. Did you enjoy being in the singing section? Move down the coach now. Some lads who were in the inaugural Shetford and singing section. How did it go? I enjoyed it, mate. It was, you know, stuck with your mates, having a beer. It's like back in the old days, like the old Stretford end. It was good. Yeah, it seemed to rock. I am sit around the corner, although I am in the family stand. But it, it seemed to really rock, and it seemed to get the rest of the ground going. And it also seemed at a time when it could have got Chelsea with a better team for quite a while. First half, better team by far, Chelsea, I've got to say. But, you know, that Tammy Adrian, he's not the absolute footballer, is he? No, probably not. So, so we managed to get... A, a sort of an impetus from the crowd, which is what Stretford End used to do, and what you know every ground used to have its end, whether it you know you know from the famous end, whether it be the Cup or it was um, you know Villa Park, it was their big Holt end or whatever. It was always used to be a favourite standing end, and for us, obviously, Stretford End was was the place to be. Giving it to the execs all those years ago, we tended to lose, didn't we? That well, yeah, we. I mean, I, my normal seats in East End. You know the old K stand, and like you know, you go back, you go back years when the Stretford End used to sing, and they used to say, "K stand, give us a song," and all you could see was arms going. You know what I mean? And to be fair, in East Stand, when the Stretford End starts singing last season and that, you can't really hear them. So I hope. I hope it has made a massive difference and people around the ground can hear the new singing section. And, you know, the lads, the lads that are sorting it out and, you know, getting all, all everybody together and different different groups of fans together, I hope it really works out because it'd be nice to get a decent atmosphere at Old Trafford for a change. Well, it will do, won't it? And, it? and if it can create a goal every so often just by giving the players that extra lift when, they are, when the heads are perhaps going down. Do you think that United have to also um, obviously not only take some credit as we've said for, for giving an end away but for perhaps, I don't know, turning the blind eye sometimes because certainly the ballooning during a game was more like an away game than a home game Yeah, I think, I think they've got to take some credit you know, I mean they reduced the price of the beer and they give us two blocks which is approximately about 2,000 and yeah, you know when it's like an away game and fans are bouncing everywhere when we score and you know Maybe the odd seat will get damaged, but to get the atmosphere back at Old Trafford, we need something like that. We need the lads that go home and away, stood together, mates, friends that can have a beer together at half time. You know, it's just 
it's just a different concept at United because we've always been, you know, you're sat there, you're sat, you're sat here, and you know, mates leave each other before the game and don't meet each other till after the game because the way the ticket allocation is. So to get all the lads together is something that needs to happen. Yeah, it definitely does need to happen, and that's a long way it continue. So with that in mind, and obviously this season we're at Wolverhampton. We've got Wolves tonight. Um, what are your expectations for this season after seeing very little of us this season? But you can sort of see a plan beginning. You can see you can see the plan. I mean, let's be honest. It's probably the worst te- worst Chelsea team you've seen on paper for years. First half we was lucky. Second half it, we could have scored six or seven. The way, the way we played, the way we counterattacked, uh, we looked wide open first half in midfield. But you can understand what Oli's trying to do. He's trying to, he's trying to get pace into the team. He's trying to get pace into the team uh, to make us teams worry about us on the break. And I've got to say, the best decision Oli's made is playing Martial through the middle because he, look, he looks a different player through the middle. You know, he can go left, he can go right. He's uh, a natural I, finisher. Yeah, a natural finisher. You know, I, I think I'm quite optimistic, optimistic for this season. I mean, I know we're miles away from Liverpool and City, but, you know, top four... Looks more it, of a chance than it did last year. Yeah, yeah. We look, we, look, we look better. We, I mean, Maguire, he just seemed to settle us right at the back. wan he, he looked mint last week, absolutely mint. I mean, if you got four, I mean, to have a settled back five, and De Gea hopefully signing the contract and staying, um, sure, you know, if he can stay fit and be fit, Wambasaka obviously looks outstanding, Maguire's great, and Lundlove had a good, has settled down well. If you keep those five, and then you can find a player to sit in front of them, which may or may not be Matic given his age, but if we can develop someone into that role, you know, you've got a front three who chase and harry and, and do things the way that, you know, we want them to do. And again, we've got the speed on the break. It's the only... It's the disappointment then that within that midfield, we want Pogba to stay because we can't afford to lose him at the present we're time. We're one injury away from... We're yeah. one Pogba injury away from a massive collapse, aren't we? Yeah. Let's be honest. But we agree, didn't we, Jay? This season's a massive season for McTominay. It's, we think that he might he's got to step into that role hasn't he and take charge if, if he's playing instead of Matic he's got to command that in front of that back four and that could that could be the key to releasing Pogba forward but inevitably if, he, if Pogba gets injured we are going to just derail out with else have we got well we haven't because I think there was a big big indication of perhaps how far away Fred is from being taken seriously at the club that even with everything that's gone on, he didn't. He didn't even come off the bench to come on. I don't get looking, is it? I feel sorry for Fred, really, because I feel a bit sorry for Fred because I mean, at the back end of last season, he, he worked hard. His distribution was woeful, as we all know. But you know, you can see. Personally, I can see some of any man. I think he can be a good player. He's openly admitted that he's 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 not settled straight away, has he? That that some for some players that's a massive thing. But when you're at Man United, you need to be able to settle when we need you. And hopefully, he can, he's, when he get when he does get the chance, he needs to take it. it? I, I think it's worth taking a risk with him and keeping hold of him and seeing how he does this season. I mean, Oli must see something in training with him, you know, to keep hold of him this year. Whether whether it's you know. His distribution's not great, as we all know, but his work rate, and all it is with a play with me, if, if they want to work for United, 
be worth a chance. As long as they give 100%, that's all we ask. Yeah. Okay, so um, what do you... The last rumour going around at the moment is Sanchez is about to go to Inter Milan, okay? Knowing that we haven't replaced a couple of midfielders that have gone, never mind whether or not we think they were Manchester United standard in Herrera and Fellaini, Sanchez, that we know, plays a bit further forward. But would you let anybody else go in this window? I'm 50 with it, mate. I'm 50-50 because it's a massive wage bill. But, the, like Ollie said, there's a fantastic player there. You don't go that bad overnight. If, if you look at Sanchez at Arsenal, and there's not one United fan who'd listen to this how he's on this bus would have said, what a great signing. We signed him. We played, we played him out of position and expected to be fantastic. That's not going to happen. I'd play him behind Martial. Coming come, come to Manchester United from Arsenal is a different kettle of fish with all the pressure on you. Give him a chance. If it don't work out this season with him, it'd suit our style of play as what happened on Sunday, the way we played on Sunday. It'd 100% suit our style of play. Let's give him a chance. Let's see where we are in, yeah. where we are in January. Don't get rid of him now when we haven't got anybody else because we didn't bring anybody in. Let's see what we can do with him now. Then, when the windows open, if you want to get rid of him, make the decision then and replace him. Exactly. But don't do it now because 100%. there's nobody else. Any thoughts for tonight then, score-wise? It's going to be a tough game. Uh, I think two. If, if, if we come away with a victory, I'll be made up. You know, a, a draw. I hate to say it as a United fan, it's probably a decent result here going going off last season. But I think two. I think we might nick it two-one. Two-one. Thank you. Right, so so I'm coming down to the uh, to the back of the coach now, where it looks like uh, a proud boys meeting, given the return of somebody here. Uh, have you been in some American penitentiary? You've turned English. How's it going for that? Yeah, right, mate, yeah. Good yeah? to be back. Is it good to be back? <laughs> you t- your tag's off what time? Because it is an evening kickoff. Basically, you're letting the tag off, aren't you? Is it? That's good stuff. Well, nice to see you back. Um, so, thoughts thoughts on Saturday and thoughts tonight? Sunday? Yeah, whatever day it was. Uh, decent result, wasn't it? Can't complain at Sunday. I don't think it was a 4-0, but it's good to see a ruthless Man United for a change. Today, today, just can't call tonight at all. I just, uh, this could go either way tonight. This is a tough one. We didn't play well against these at all last season, so... It'd be good to see him go for it a little bit. Yeah. And, and you've gone from Salford middle of the bus to Salford back of the bus. What's going on? I'm drunk. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's it. Well, you've just come to the toilet and just had to sit down anyway, just at the back, right? Good to see you. Have you got any expectations for tonight, then? Um, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. This is a this is a very tough game to call. It is, but do you think away from home we might do even better this season because of the fact we've got that pace and we're going to counter attack like we did in Ollie's day? I don't know. It's just. You look we, had at, the, we had the pace last season. Yeah, you look at the didn't end. Of, use it though, didn't you? No. You look at the end of last season form, and it's not a lot to take confidence from, is it? There's not a lot changed really, has it, since the end of last season? All right, we've, we've signed two genuine class defenders who, who've improved the team, but going forward, we've we've lost a bit. You know, Lukaku's not the best player in the world, but we've lost the only natural striker at the club. We've lost two decent players in midfield. You know, we're a Pogba, Pogba injury away from a nightmare, which I hate to admit, but we are. Um, just don't know. We don't know what United's going to turn up tonight at all. Does it feel like it's more of our team back again, though? Does it feel like more like Manchester United? I'll give it to Solskjaer. I like the way he's trying to get to play. There's passing out from the back and the high press. 
the best teams have got this high press. Liverpool and City have got it. You know, we. I, I, I loved Mourinho, but we were going backwards under him when he looked back at it now. The football was too negative. This football he's got us trying to play. You know, we are going to take an Iden or two down the line. That's, this is inevitable. City or Liverpool are probably going to tonk us, but I like the way he's trying to play, and I think, you know, tonight will be a wide open game. I think whoever scores first wins it. Yeah, all right, cheers. Right, coming back, walking back up the coach again now. Um, Graham, um, I just heard somebody say they like the way the United do this high press and they like the way they check. Isn't that what we used to watch in the 70s? Didn't we used to watch the likes of Sammy McElroy and Jerry Daly and David McCreary when he got on a Super Bowl? Didn't we watch... Wasn't that the game that we played before they renamed it High Press? Well, I think, I think everybody now thinks they've invented it. <laughs> and it, yeah. it's just been invented a long time. You've got the, the likes of Guardiola now who thinks he's the bees and he's it doing it. Oh, that is good. And the team's good. But did it years ago. That's, yeah. That was what football was all about. We had Lou McCarry, didn't we? Yeah. Lou McCarry and Sammy Mack just chasing and chasing up ball. Even, 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 jo- even Joe Jordan and, and uh, you chase their centre half down yeah, for the do. ball. And that's what it's all about. Now, I mean, we don't have centre forwards anymore, do we? But looking at just looking at pre season and looking at the Chelsea game, it looks like we're trying to get back to that. And I do think it's going to take us a good while. It's not going to happen this season. Maybe not next season, but I honestly believe if they give Solskjaer the chance and let him do what he's going to do, we'll get back up there. But we've got to be patient, and us as fans are not patient. Good. Um, talking about that, uh, the, the high press of Macari and McElroy and all that, were you here in 1976 when we were 2-0 down at half-time? Yes. 2-0 uh, down, 3-2 up, famous song. Tommy Mack then got the winner. Yeah. Eight-odd minute, was it? Yeah, eight-odd minute. And it was a bit airy. Yeah. <laughs> a bit airy at the end of it, like it used to always be down here, but that was a game. And again, that was all about pressing, pushing it, putting yourself in there, closing their uh, centre-halves down. Do you see when it... That, that team, we loved that 70s team. We used to turn that. I know we absolutely adored them. We never thought we'd win the league. We always hoped we would. More a cup team. Do you see a lot? Do you see a bit of lightness of that? That likability of this team that Ollie's trying to create in that 70s team that again we know can't win the league. But well, I, I think that's where he's going, and that's what I was just saying earlier. I actually honestly believe, given the chance. And given the time, we will win the league if it goes this way. I think he's going about everything the right way. And at this moment in time, I think we are a cup team. Well, I'm hoping we're a cup team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thoughts on tonight? Worried tonight because I still think we're very, very light in midfield. That's the only problem at the minute. If, if we'd have maybe added a class midfielder, I'd have fancied us to even finish in the top four this year, but I still think we're light in that area. Defensively, I think we're better. Not quite sure midfield yet. Great stuff. So there we are. So there's um, a lot of very similar views, a lot of positivity around United fans. Not that we're going to win anything outstanding. Well, we're not going to touch Liverpool or City, but the fact that we're going in the right direction and that the team is coming back and becoming more our team again. Anyway, 90 minutes of football at Wolverhampton might change all that, so we'll have to see.
So we've come out of um, we've come out of Molyneux, as we used to call it, and um, bit of disappointment here. But the main um, controversial talking point. talking point and decision was the fact that Paul Pogba took the penalty. So what do you think about that? Well, I just think you should have a, you should have a designated penalty taker. Russia put it away last week, didn't he? He put it away. It was a good, great. It was it was a great penalty, and he should be taking that again. In my opinion, he should be grabbing that ball, taking it. So, why, so do we know why he didn't take it? Because Paul, obviously, Paul Bob is probably more of a domineering influence than he is. Do you know what I mean? There is, a, there is a feeling that actually during pre-season anyone who won a penalty took it themselves. No, but that's a ridiculous that, philosophy, that. That's a ridiculous philosophy. Is it more under 10s, under 9s no, football? Yeah, than, than... Can, you imagine, like, can you imagine, like, 2005, someone... When United win a penalty, Van Nistelrooy, someone taking it off Van Nistelrooy, it wouldn't happen, would it? Wouldn't happen. No, but if United were doing pre-season, something that Arsenal used to do in the past, wasn't it? If you won the penalty, no, you took it yourself. No, I think it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous concept. I never agree with it. Your best penalty taker takes the penalties. That's predetermined. What are we doing? Who wins the penalties? Fucking take no, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's what United have done. Balls it, having it, 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 you know what? Don't be down. Don't be downhearted. Apart from ten minutes in the beginning of the second half, I was superb. Also, why don't we pick Nevers? Nevers, we know he's good for long range. Why would no one pick it up at edge at box? Hang on. If you're going to draw with a goal like that, so be yeah, it. But goal. I thought United you know, were fantastic, mate. Apparently VAR nearly ruled that offside from yeah. the pass, the I pass back to him. Well, it really. was offside to me. I had about ten pints no. inside it, so we were definitely <laughs> offside. I wouldn't want but, to rule that ruled out. But goal, let's be positive rather than negative. No, it's, a, it's a good point. We, you know, we came here twice last year let's, we got beat. Positive ra- rather than negative, I thought United were fantastic apart from ten minutes. Yeah. OK, so who was uh, who stood out for you today, Jay? Juan Pisaki was fantastic. Was, yeah. Maguire. Maguire was a rock. And Lindelof. I've got to say, the poor pair of them just marshalled that back four. It's fantastic. If we beat Palace on Saturday, it's still title charge on. <laughs> he's had uh, twice the ten sides that you've had all on him. I'll have a pint of what he's had, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's mess. I can tell you that well, now. I'll no, tell, no, tell you what, I'm disappointed to walk away with a point. Last season, yeah, I'd have been happy to walk away with a point. Yeah, we disappointed to walk away with a point. There was the Martial's miss before the goal, there was two missed kicks by uh, Lingard, there was a missed penalty. There are a lot of um, reasons to be glad that we could produce that sort of form away from home, but we relied very much so on the man who missed the penalty, Pogba. I thought he was. I thought he had a very good game I today. I, th- I thought he did, but I don't understand why he took the penalty if Rashford scored last week. The thing is with Pogba is when he plays, you always expect more. No matter how much he does, he can play the perfect ball, he can score two goals. But every time he goes through, you expect him to score. Every time he gets the ball, you expect him to play a brilliant free pass. I agree with you exactly, Jay, in what you're saying. The, the thing he was is, exceptional. Why do you take that penalty? I don't know. Because that's the bad Sunday. Just give it him. He shouldn't have took we're it. Thinking if you take, we're thinking that United did it in pre-season, as Arsenal used to do, that if you're the one that wins the penalty, you take it. Well, at the end of the day, it's a team game, isn't it? You know? well, I mean, that's that's what we're thinking. If Luke Shaw went down, would you let him take a penalty? No. Um, I wouldn't show he'd still be up. We'd have to probably. He'd be knackered by the time well, he's got to the ball so, after the run up. Rashford weren't great today, but he'd probably bag that. Yeah, he needs his confidence as well. Give it to your strikers, let them score the goals. The thing is, with today's game, nine times out of ten you win. I don't believe you've, you've got him one nil up. They've scored a screamer as, as an equaliser and we've missed a penalty. Nine times out of ten. I don't blame. I don't blame Pogba. But at the end of the day, on the positive, I thought United were fantastic. Me for. 80 minutes. Very solid. We if we beat Palace on Saturday, it's seven points out of nine, and it's not a bad start. 
Southampton away to come, yeah, we'll West Ham we'll away to come. Yeah, we'll they're all they're all winnable games. Yeah. Possibly, do, do you think though that there can be a slight problem here because we're playing on the counter attack? I said after about three minutes that it looked like it was a nil-nil game all over because both teams wanted the ball and wanted to counter attack, and both teams were like a bit unsure, out of break of everybody else, weren't they? So a bit of controversy there on who should have taken the penalty or not. Um, what are your thoughts on the game on the whole, though, Bob? First half, I thought we totally dominated. Couldn't believe it was only 1-0, but second half, we came out scared and let them back in the game. That's what I thought. Um, he's opened a can of worms now, taking, Pogba taking the penalty. Depends what Solskjaer's going to get asked. Why is he taking a penalty? What does he say? When Rashford did go for the ball, the thought is that, and I know we've said it on this podcast a number of times, but um, whoever wins the penalty has the choice of taking it and he decided to yeah, take it. I've heard 10 people say, what if Shaw gets yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. Or, or, or Phil Jones gets did, did Rashford go for the ball? No, not that I saw. I thought, because I looked for him to go for the ball, he didn't seem to go for the ball at all. But on positives, was, were there any positives come out of that? I thought we played great. Just the first ten minutes of the second half, I thought we came out scared. It was like, well, okay, we're one nil up. It, looked, it reminded me of Mourinho, a half-time team talk. We're one nil up. Keep it. De Gea must have touched the ball fifteen times in the first ten minutes of the second half. He never touched the ball barely in the whole of the first half. Did you not think that? I did. And I we, thought we kept playing it back to him all the time, right at the start of the second half. I did think right at the beginning of the game that it was going to be very cagey because of the fact that both teams like to play on the break. They both got pace on the break. So I did think there'll be a lot of ball had on the back four with a lot of players. I thought they didn't press as high as they have done in the past. I didn't think they put pressure on our players. But I do think that when they did, our players looked very, very, like you said, looked very, very assured. That back four looks very oh, good. Oh, Maguire and, Maguire and Lindelof compared to Jones and Smalling. They, they look like kids compared to Maguire and Lindelof. Much better at the back. They just, they didn't panic. There was quite a few times where you thought you could just imagine uh, Phil Jones or Smalling just making a, a right dog's breakfast of it. But they just played it out and they were fine most of the time. Just a shame. We'd scored a penalty and nobody would have been caring. No, if we scored the penalty, there probably would have been another goal in that game. Yeah, and we could well, well have been to us, couldn't it? So, so lots of positives. I thought Fatboy was a waste of time as usual. John was. Yeah, total waste of time. How is he still a Premier League player? Well, I think referees can get away with it a lot more now, can't they? Because the decisions can be made and overturned for them, anything that they do. We watched them warming up, and they were running up and down with the linesman. He was breathing out of his backside in the warm-up. Yeah. Where's he from? I don't know. I think he's a local lad, I think he's, I don't know, I think he's north, north-west. No, I think he's from the north-west. Local school. But, um, yeah. But well, loads of positives after losing twice last season. We were the dominant team there, and actually, the changes at the end—they probably came a bit too late, I think, or were they just a last gasp? Do you think they were a reaction to Wolves not seemingly going for it, being at home? So we put attacking players on for us. But we didn't have much. You look at the bench; we haven't got much. Have we? No, Mata Pereira and then Young Greenwood. We get any kind of injuries, and we've had it. Well, if we get one one main injury, yeah, it's a Pogba, we're like, knackered, aren't we? Yeah, it's like 85 all over again. <laughs> God forbid. 
Five years later, we were okay, but it couldn't take us a long time to get this team right. In, in terms of um, missing a trick and signing somebody, you know, a midfielder, you know, who is better than Mata and Pereira and Fred. Cause I'm we, not sure who, who that would be, though. I don't know. Who was? Who were they talking? About? No, we're talking about anybody, but don't think anyone's serious about coming. That was the problem, was yeah. there? You know, we talked about there was Dybala. We talked about he didn't want to come, but apparently he didn't want to come. He scored a lovely goal, didn't he, in, yeah. in uh, the weekend? We just got to accept that build it, get solid at the back this year, and then next year see what happens. Yeah, we definitely need to, to see and, and hopefully get in the Champions League. That's that's how bad it's become that. We're going to have to try and be steady at the back and get in the top four. Not yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, John T, 21 on Wednesday. Talk me through it. Talk me through it. It's my 21st birthday. I said to my mum's womb. And, and, where, and where are you going to go and celebrate it? Vegas. In, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Viva Las Vegas. Um, and I wish I'd booked it. I wish I'd booked it during international break now. Though, so I can miss one of these. Yeah. So you've booked it for international break. Very uh, well done for Astu- that. Astute. Very astute. It's always this weekend. Though. It's always that weekend into that first weekend in September. September. Yeah. Anyway, coming back to um, were you surprised to see and, and Rick? Were you surprised to see us playing four two four virtually from the start? Um, very old fashioned lineup that isn't it? With two wide players and two. You know, a centre forward and an almost inside forward, and just McTominay and Pogba plunk there in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I was a little surprised that he actually changed it from um, Sunday's team because I don't think they did much wrong. But I think, you know, it's a good team he started with. I think, do you know what? It's a good result. We'd have, we'd have probably sucked that at the start of the uh, start of the trip today. Four points from their first two games. So I mean, you miss the penalty, you're very disappointed, aren't you? But I. You know, we, we know from past experience, not just last season, I think that's probably the sixth, seventh time I've come here. I think we've only won one, maybe two in the old time. We've got a poor record here. They're a decent team. So, you know, yeah, it was. I think the lineup was fine. Um, James, he's a willing runner, isn't he, out wide? He wants the ball, he wants to get in behind. Um, do you, do you agree with that with James? James, I think sometimes he looks like he's very dangerous and then other times he looks like he's a kid playing in a men's game. He lacks a bit of quality, doesn't he, with that final ball, but he will do because he's he, you know, he's gone from a championship side where, I, I don't know, he's probably only played 50 games for him or something like that. You know, He's been linked with Leeds a year ago and he's come here. He's not going to be the finished article, is he? But he's got natural ability and natural attributes that people are going to struggle with because he can clearly run at the speed of light and it looks like he can run all day and he can be kicked to pieces and still get up and carry on running which the one thing I say about him playing on the right is he got one Bissaka what's he 20, 21 and he got him 20, 20 21 United for the last five six years have really lacked partnerships all over the pitch whether that's been up front centre halves wingers and the full back playing together and they might not be the best well one Bissaka is obviously very good but whether he, Dan James is going to be great or he's not, but it'd be nice to see someone try and build a partnership. You've now got Lindelof Maguire building a partnership. If you can get one Bissaka and James building a bit of a partnership down the right-hand side, it just gives you something different, doesn't it? Do you think so? I think against a team who would be more willing to throw men forward at home than Wolves were tonight, which you'll see a lot like, you know, a lot of away games this year, teams will attack us a lot more than Wolves. Wolves are quite happy. I think, I think if you said to Wolves today, 
nil-nil at an hour, they just snap your hands off and they go for that. You know, they're, they're solid, aren't they? All over the pitch, they're pretty solid. They keep the ball pretty well and they've got a couple of big lads up for yeah, They're a decent team. They've got a great shape on them, haven't they? Yeah, they've got yeah. a very good midfield. They can pass the ball very well. But I think I think some games this season where the home team has a proper go at you, somebody like James on the break there, he's going to be a, a handful, isn't he? Because the fullback isn't going to want to go. I think there's two things in there with James. If you give James the ball on the halfway line and say run at a player, run at a couple of players, you might not be have the ability to do that yet. But you give it in close, he's got a trick, hasn't he? Yeah, he he's got will. a trick or two that he'll go past him and his speed in five yards is phenomenal. So five, ten, two, ten yards. And, and, and his decision making will only get better and better as the, old, as the older he gets. So that's, that's, that's the key thing for him. He's got the pace. He, he, that's, that's blatant. It's just whether he can develop his, his But he whips in a quick cross and that's a really good idea. He's put in two or three very dangerous crosses. Uh, part, of it, part of it is the fall is getting used to his, his, his style of play. Yeah. And the thing is, he don't he don't need to over elaborate on the tricks. When you've got that much pace, all he's got to do is knock it a yard past the guy, and he's he's gone. And he, nobody yeah. nobody can turn yeah, and catch yeah, him at the speed no, he the, runs. The but he also, if he's playing, United need to get the last four or five years massively. United have never had, never ever have enough players in the box when they're attacking the ball off the crosses. If he's going to play, they have to get. Five, four or five men in the box on his costume. And it's, it's nice. It's nice to see somebody want to play on the touchline as well as a, as a proper out and out yeah, winger yeah. as well. Because normally, you know, all you see is your fullbacks on the touchline, and, and especially you know if they're playing Rashford on the left or something like that with Martial in the middle, then you know they need some natural width on the other side to balance it. You can't have both wingers wanting to come in and play something. No. Well, it also gives Pogba so much more space in the middle when they. Cause, I think the last couple of years we've been so centred down the left-hand side that that's the only ball Pogba can play but now, there's, now, the, now the right-hand side's open up I think you're seeing Pogba with a bit more time on the ball in the field Were you disappointed to see James go down a few times when he shouldn't have gone down? I, I'm not sure he should or shouldn't the, the one he got booked for in the first half was right in the far corner from where we were so I'm not going to criticise him for that and It was about the fourth time he died to be fair You must have a lot better eyesight he's, than He I, went but. down you can tell when a player yeah, I think he's clearly very, very, very quick. He's, pro- he's probably also a bit worried about someone going through him. But he shouldn't, he shouldn't be, di- he shouldn't, he shouldn't be diving. And I don't he, no, I'm not saying he dived. What I'm saying is that he drew a foul and allowed them to... And, you know, it's still a contact sport, isn't it? We're in danger, aren't we, of, of any player just, you know, using VR and everything else now just to, to look like they've been you know, mostly wounded when actually, you know, they were touched with a... You know, the slightest of touches. Well, if, if he is doing that, there needs to be someone in the dressing room who's a bit like when Ronaldo was doing it. Yeah, he got told him, didn't he? He said, stop. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got told, it. stop doing it. Yeah. And it worked, didn't it? Because otherwise you get a reputation, then you don't get anything that is. Suarez had it, didn't he? He didn't get a penalty for ages. Liverpool and Suarez didn't get a penalty for ages. No. Because yeah, he, he was dying for that. That's the thing. It. You don't want to get that label of uh, you, you know, Zaha's got it, Annie, at Palace. Where he, you, yeah. you know, that's it didn't matter if he got kicked to pieces, people were saying it. Yeah, exactly. But I think, do you know what? Yeah, disappointing not to get the win, especially when you missed the penalty there. But, you know, the, the, there's promising signs but we're miles different from where we were in the last yeah. season moment there. you know you look at the back I don't, I don't think Lundelof played particularly well tonight that part but they've played what 180 minutes together now it's only going to get better isn't it how, how refreshing is it to see a centre half in Maguire his first ball is clear your lines yeah he's good on the ball he's happy to bring it out but if there's a, if there's a forward attacking he'll just 
can put it out. Which is what you need. He put it in Rose Ed and the Wolves fans are all saying, what a waste of money. And me and that were like, no, that's exactly what we spent the money for. We don't want somebody trying to be fancy. Yeah. Get it out of play. I, I think there's still pretty clear deficiencies in the team, midfield, but... We had so many problems that we couldn't. It was physically impossible to address them all in one summer. It's got to be. It's a slow thing. Good player, isn't it? But what is worrying though is. Why Luke Shaw is now on set pieces? I mean, that's just bizarre to me. Well, it was bizarre. Well, I mean, had... I know he was the only left footer in the team, but well, that, that shouldn't automatically mean. Fancy Roman Catholics are relevant, Rick. Please, move your religion out. I think um, we had Matt to take a corner. Yeah, when he came on, but yeah. before that, Shaw yeah, to take a corner. And Lingard took a corner. They saw three corners in a row were taken by three different players. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know the substitutions happened. Yeah, it's about So clearly, we haven't got a plan, have we? Well, no, because we've prepared a play to against Chelsea, and he's a good, he's obviously he's a good, good set. He's yeah, playing, he really. takes them, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a few worrying things there where it's a bit like, you know, you're not sure your penalty taker is, you've got your left back who's... Who didn't Phil Jones take I don't, one? I don't, I don't think you're not... Phil Jones take one in front of, uh, in front of Stratford a few years ago, and we thought, oh my God, now... It was QPR away. No, he took one at home as well, definitely, yeah. I remember thinking, what the heck, you know, we really are struggling now to find somebody who could beat the first man. The thing is, United don't have that specialist player like... Tottenham got Ericsson fantastic at putting the ball in De Bruyne uh, Arnold at Liverpool United don't really have that player do they but it's not a, United in a short term fix I think I think the fans need to be realistic about where, where, where we're at this season we're not we're not going to be competing with City we're not going to be competing with Liverpool or Tottenham they're, 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 scra- they're scrapping for fourth to do they get it they've done, they've, they've done well do you not think we can compete with Tottenham? no Sutton's a bit of an unknown quantity. I think we're bridging ourselves towards it. It will depend on. Yeah. I don't think they're anywhere near Sutton, personally. But, I'm not. Feet third or fourth. You've got to win your Europa League this year, haven't you? You win that. You have a good run in one of the other cups. And you get that, you know, you get a top four finish. That's a mild improvement on where we were last season. You've got to do it progressively, haven't you? Yeah, I think what we've got to see. I think. United this year, if we won absolutely nothing this year, what we'd want to see is what you said, progress. And if we see progress in the fact that we're playing to a certain way, or we've got a plan, and it's not just like, oh, we don't know what we're doing next week, we could probably pick last year, I remember talking earlier in the season and saying, I don't think we'd all pick, we don't know what our best team is. And I think we're pretty close to going, we could pick the majority of that 11 now. And it might be because we got rid of most of them. I, I think Neville had it pretty spot on. The two main things United needed to do this year was one, develop a style of football that you can say you look at United and say that's the way they're playing and the other one is spot on is United fans need to like the play they need to start liking the team again because it's it, it shit goes to game and most people hate and almost all the players that, that, and I think that's that, that's the main the best thing about the signings this year is that you can people will like them yeah. and, and also they weren't by it's any stretch they, were, <laughs> yeah. they weren't by any stretch of the imagination the worst two players we've had as a football club in the last six or seven years but to me getting rid of Fellaini and getting rid of Lukaku was a real sign of strength because it's, that isn't the style of football I want to play and you know 
personally, I didn't overly rate either of them, and I never thought, especially Fellaini, was ever a Manchester United football player. But he wasn't the worst player at the yeah. club, and he, he, he earned us more points than a lot of the others that we've had at the club in that time. And he was probably but, the most likely. But you can't, yeah, but you can't play the football Solskjaer wants to play with a Fellaini or a Luke Harper in the team. No. So actually, I'm really encouraged that, yeah, we do, it's all right sitting here saying, well, we should have got rid of Damian and Jones and Rowe and Bale. But I'm not sure people ever wanted to buy him either. Do you know what I mean? You, you can only sell you can only sell people who, um, who you've got somebody to sell them to, haven't you? So I think I think just even that is a, an encouraging sign that they've actually got a plan for once, yeah. rather than oh let's keep a big man. Do, from do, the well, we don't need a big man, do we? The other thing I also found quite encouraging about that thing is that I, my my always my, my uh, thoughts with it. If they go one nil down this season, you know, that's when you learn about them. But I think you learn quite a bit about them. They were under a lot of pressure. And they did seem to weather the storm quite well. In a, it, well, the penalty calmed the, calmed the game down a lot, but at one point you thought, well, there's no way, there's no way they're coming out of here with a point. But they did. They, 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 they stood the ground, they carried on passing the ball well. After, after about 10, 15 minutes, where they, did, they were terrible, they kept passing the ball straight back to them, and, but they, they did regain the composure at some point, which was nice to see. And, and I'll tell you what else is great, they were only two games in, and by the time people listen to this, it could have all gone to shit, but De Gea looks back to being the goalie we all know and love, and, you know, last four games of last season were obviously a disaster for him personally. He had a bad run of form, he's had a good whatever, but to keep him, and I don't even know if he actually signed the new con, he never actually announced have but you know to keep him is massive and if him you know Maguire Lindelof if they can get that little sort of understanding that partnership there that'll be worth another 10-15 points on last season you know we get last season at home two clean sheets at home all season you know we've already had one this season you know I mean yeah he He's still... I, I wouldn't swap him for any goalkeeper in the world, including the guy at City, you know. Yeah, he's good, good with the ball, yeah. But De Gea will save more shots than the other guy, so, you know, I, I think that's massive as well. And I think he looks confident. I like the fact, even though I wouldn't normally have a goalie as my captain, I like the fact he's took that responsibility. You know, he looks confident. You know, he couldn't do anything about that goal today. Jesus, he could have had two goalies and neither of them would say that. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm encouraged. And we've got a decent run of games now, that's the thing, we've got, what have we got now Palace, Leicester, Southampton away, West Ham away and then is it Arsenal at home you know, it's, it's not a bad five games that no, I think you're right I think you can see progress in the coaching I think from the end of last season I was worried about what direction and what coaching was going on because there didn't seem to be any now we've actually seen there's a style of play that United are trying to play and they're putting players in their places think, to do it. I they're think clearly last, a lot fitter than they were yeah, last season. That's it. Last, last season, if you forget the minute San Marino was in, since Solskjaer took over last season, you can cut his spell in half. The first half is when they were playing <coughs> fast, counter-attacking football on the break, they looked dangerous to like score. And then they just hit a brick wall and they were knackered. And his plan B was shit. They, they, they couldn't play his plan B, which was to sit back, try and retain the ball, because they're not, they didn't have the players to do it. It happened to Klopp, did it, in his first season. Yeah. About Christmas time, they just fell apart. They got, I, think they, I think they might have got beat at home to Wolves in the Cup. And they, they went on a terrible run for two or three months. I think it was, that was completely just down to the fitness of the players. They weren't fit enough. And if they're going to want to play... I think 
Paul Lynch was saying that. But it, there, there is some sort of style that he's, whether he's copied Liverpool or not, but it is very resembling the way Liverpool plays, which, fair enough. If you, if you want, to, want to be one of the better teams in the league, copying what they do isn't a, isn't a bad idea. Because they weren't fit enough last year. No. I don't care, you know. Mourinho, Mourinho's been a brilliant manager and stuff like that, but he can't sit there and out and say that team were fit enough. They were getting outrun by every team they played. They were fit enough for the way he wanted to play. Anyway, you've heard it first on the UWS podcast. John T has said that, just like Klopp's team, Manchester United will be European champions within three years. <laughs> so we'll hold you to that, mate. Another <laughs> P21st. So we, we, leave, we leave Wolverhampton. Um, although we still seem to be going round in circles around Wolverhampton we don't seem to have got much further away with Matt the driver but anyway um, we leave Wolverhampton with a point it could have been three it perhaps should have been three but it isn't but nobody's too disappointed because we are getting Manchester United back we're getting the players we're liking the players again and we're seeing some spirit and we're seeing something and the beginning of something that looks you know, if it continues like this, it looks worth worthwhile um, watching and supporting our team because it become horrible. Last season and towards the end of last season, there was no pleasure in watching United. Fans were turning against themselves. We were coming out of grounds. We were shouting at each other. We were there was abuse shouted at the players, and it just wasn't and didn't ever feel like Manchester United feels like we'd lost a lot of the players, we'd lost the club, it felt like we'd fallen out with each other and it was no fun, but very very quickly at the start of this season with things that have gone on both at Old Trafford and with the way that this team seems to want to embrace what Solskjaer is doing with them we seem to have got a plan for the future and after years of Moyes and Van Gaal and to a certain extent Marino, it's really nice to have that feeling again